hey, I'm Jana. I'm Jana, and I work in advertising, and I wriggle a lot. Like a roly-poly little wriggly puppy. Are you recording this? This is comedic gold. <laughs> Farzad and Jana. So this is a new episode, new week. Lindsay's still here. She hasn't. We haven't scared her away yet. I'm, I'm afraid that I scared you away with my enthusiasm. Blew us away with your enthusiasm. There's oh. never too much enthusiasm. Have you met me? <laughs> I, yes, I have. <laughs> Sadly, here. Sadly I've met you. I'm gonna go with the opposite. We that love our Jana. Was it hateful? I can't tell. Sadly, we met. Oh, that is a little hateful. I'm sorry. The I'll little hateful. That is. I'll take. I'll tone that down a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. So it's definitely really hot outside, and it, it called for a little bit of kava. I would say really hot for wimpy Californians. Yeah, but also we're not from warm hell. for Texans. It's warm. It is warm. Yeah. It's warm it's for nice San Francisco. It is. We're I'm finally sorry. getting a little bit of summer. It's just always funny when I hear, "Oh my God, it's really hot," because it's like what maybe. In the upper 70s. And I yeah. grew up with like 105 degrees. So that's Gross. like really hot. I Gross. So it's just funny. I mean, perspectives can be a little bit different. I would have burst into flames. So we have some good news. Uh, our peanut gallery is back. He flew in this morning. Our silent peanut gallery. Welcome home, Joseph. Joseph, we missed you. And we wrote you this song. <laughs> was, he doesn't like it. That was it. pretty great. Just <laughs> that was a good. blank just blank hateful stares it's pretty great uh but yeah he came in this morning and uh i had a interesting week of travel as well you did tell us about it so i was flying to los alamos in new mexico to uh do some training for my actual job and i uh so i flew it out on wednesday morning at about i think my flight was supposed to be at like eight fifty-five, and i will admit i was a little i was, I was running late a little bit but uh much i was a uh, listen I, I had i was i was with don't look at me peanut gallery i was uh i was ready and out, uh, outside the door at eight o'clock it takes only half an hour for an I'm 8 55 flight yeah i'm pre-check i just skipped the line yeah but no. even still yes. there's a whole process that you have to go through nope how magazines many? coffee nope feeling settled in nope last minute restroom stop because you don't want to go on the plane those seem yeah. like lady problems as a male, you just run through security. I know you. And pre-check. And know that everybody has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and I don't have to. So it was fine. Do you have a funnel or a, a bag? Do you have a bag that I you just need to tell us about? I could just poo on the plane. So anyways. Okay. okay. So you're that guy. You're poo plane guy. Shit's on the plane. Shit's on the plane guy. Oh, God. And so I call a lift. I'm, you know, and at what time was this? This was at 7.55. So when you should be so you getting to already the airport, been checked in technically. I was checked in at the airport. I mean, at with your person at the airport with physically. your bags, nope. like at the airport. Nope. An nope. hour prior to departure, I believe, is. This, I think that's, that's what like TSA advises. That's for normal humans. Standard. For us, uh, pre-check elite, we don't have to show up until like half hour before the flight. 
even still, well, you're traveling during prime time traffic. I feel and like it's we 30 should... minutes from San Francisco to Oakland. I've done all this math, guys. I feel it's like okay. we should let the story continue yeah, and unfold. Let's let it continue. And we can determine if original time to leave was indeed the accurate time or if or if maybe he could have been a little earlier. Agreed. Or later. Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is that we rely on Uber and Lyft to take us places. And uh, my Lyft driver, so I was like, you know, it's 30 minutes and uh, the driver can, you know, drive me there. And it wasn't, traffic wasn't too bad. Uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just do that. And so I called up uh, in Lyft. Guy showed up at my door and uh, I load my bags into his car, sit down. And he's like, oh, you're heading to the airport, heading to Oakland Airport? I'm like, yes, I am, sir. And he's like, oh, great. So I sit down, I'm buckled in. He turns to me and goes like, actually, I don't want to go that way. I have to get to work at like 930 and I don't want to be stuck in Bay Bridge traffic. So I'm going to cancel the ride and you can figure it out. Which is not kind nor loving. I probably would have lost my shit on this guy. I was like, okay. And he's just like, yeah, sorry. Sorry, bro. I got to go. And so he like kicked me out of his car and then he left. So then I had to wait 15 minutes for an Uber to show up, and he did, and to his credit, he got me there uh, in 30 minutes, as I expected, but since it was a 15-minute wait before I'm showing up, I got there right as the doors closed, and I couldn't board my flight, and so then this started, this kicked off a whole, if you've ever been standby, that's been, it, it was a really fun experience, not really. I fly standby all the time. Ugh. I've never done it. Yeah. My friend I'm on my friend's benefits for Virgin America. Virgin America. Virgin America is the best. The it is best. the best. But I definitely still show up to the airport extremely early no matter what. Yeah, so I was like I, I was the door had been closed and they like I saw I literally saw the plane just like pulling away and I'm like, Well, shit. And uh yeah, so then that kicked off a whole thing where I had to get a ticket. I got a standby ticket to Vegas. And so I was sitting at the Vegas airport. And then they, when I got to Vegas, they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to be on standby. Um, if you get a no-show, you'll be the first person to get on board. So I was like, oh, that's great. It's like, but it's a completely booked flight. So we'll see if that some type weird things happen. I'm like, okay. So I ended up waiting. It was like a two-hour wait. So I ended up gambling $22. So I got up to $86, but I gambled it all away. And I was left with $0.10. Cents. So it was... 10 cents lost or gained? No, I was left with 10 cents, Jana. That's still, how long did you gamble for? Like 15 minutes. And I'm, what's your game? Uh, so I was exclusively playing, uh, what was it? What's it called? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, uh, I love Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is great. And I, I hit the wheel twice, <clears throat> like in a row. Yeah. Is that just Gotta like love those, those bonuses? I loved it. It was great. That's how I got up to $86. As someone who does not gamble nor has ever been to the Vegas, that's just the slot machine where you just pull the handle or press the button and it spins. Yes. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of pull handle machines anymore. You the have Vegas to airport. Travis. Yeah. Vegas airport is exclusively pull handle. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's pretty great. So it was pull handle. I did. So I pulled the handle out. once. I got pull handle once, but I would press the button because I'm lazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but I, miss, I pressed it once for I miss the coins coming out. I miss the pull handle. Now the it's coins all, don't come out anymore? No, no, it's all it's all slips. It's a ticket. And you go and you you turn it in and you That was the fun part is I like went to the lady and I'm like, I would like to redeem my ticket, please. And she like looked at me, she's like just rolled her eyes. I'm like, Yeah, I want my ten cents. That's right. Yeah. 
And so she was. She gave me two nickels, and I was like, "Yeah, that's right." Rub those two nickels together. <laughs> that's right. Um, you never heard dime, that, baby. Ex- You've never heard that expression, Jana. Maybe. So that means a no. Anyway, I so feel like it could have been familiar at some point in my life. So the flight is it's boarding. Reaching. <laughs> it's just reaching. It's like the ultimate cloud, Janice's <laughs> memory. <laughs> So you were having you were having a grand old time in the Las Vegas airport. I was, and so I go to uh, the, the the plane starts boarding, and so the guy's like, "Oh yeah, if you're if there's nobody, if there's a no show, you're the first to board." So I'm like, "I'm waiting." Everybody boards the plane, and then they're like, "Yep, looks like we have a no show." So Farzad, you're next. I'm like, "Yes," and there are like a few of us like waiting to go. There's this guy actually in a leather jacket and like not like net leather vest and nothing else he was like with your stereotypical like actually i would expect him to be in reno i was surprised he was in vegas oh, wait like he my god yes. wasn't wearing a shirt no he was wearing a shirt but was it like a like a man's like wife beater underneath that vest kind of sort of he had yeah. like a danny Did- trejo thing going for him danny trejo but white no oh. no actually he could have been white or native american actually oh yeah but like you know he's the guy who like lives in the casino like oh. That guy, that guy was there. And he Where started, is that man? Because I definitely need to find him. So he was going, to, he was going to Albuquerque with me, and he was like right after me in the standby line. <laughs> and so he's like, "Oh, you're waiting for standby too?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Of course, he was going to Albuquerque." Of course, right? <laughs> and so like after I got when I got accepted, when I got like my thing got accepted, I was like, "Yes!" And I ran in, and he's just like kind of looked at me longingly, and I'm like, "Sorry, dude, I'm going on." We'll always have that moment. Yeah. But so I get on the plane and I see people are still like, you know, putting their things on. There's like putting their bags in like the overhead bins and uh, they're still like finding seats or whatever. And I see there's one seat at the front of the plane, like in the middle between two guys. And I'm like, I'm just going to plop my ass down right here. So I sit down and then like there's one passenger that's like comes back to the front of the plane. And the flight attendant's like, yeah, it looks like we have we're missing one seat. We can't find a seat for this one person who has a ticket and i'm just like oh shit i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like sit you're just gonna blend in i'm just gonna blend in i just want to they'll just think i'm part of the seat (laughs) i just think i'm the guy i'll just think i'm the guy and then so they're like they like looked and turns out like they didn't scan one of the tickets and they like missed it and so the guy was like so because they had their ticket to the guy and he scans them and the guy at the front desk he's like okay well it looks like i miscounted uh would farzad Please get off the tra- off the plane. I'm sorry, dude. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> so then so I'm like, sad. so close. You could smell that recycled I, air. <laughs> oh my god, I was so happy. So then the next flight was three hours later, and I was then yeah. Then I had to wait three hours in the Vegas airport for the next flight, which wasn't packed, and I got a ticket immediately. And did you get to fly with Danny? I did. He sat actually in the seat right behind me. Oh sweet. He had uh, he had no luggage, which was a little weird. Yeah, because he's a Rolling Stone. Yeah, he had, he just had his leather jacket, and that was it. That's yeah, all that's he all you really need in life, and maybe like a a switchblade at his ankle that TSA didn't find. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's no question about it. Was he wearing sweet, sweet boots? He was. I bet you how how many times do you think he won and lost that leather vest in a, like a a death match poker game? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It was pretty great. Yeah. So finally, I made it to Albuquerque at like nine at like seven o'clock at night or whatever and then i drove two hours to los alamos and uh finally was like in my hotel room at ten thirty at night 
when we talked to you. Yes, and then yeah, I FaceTimed these ladies. We were real drunk. They were really drunk. Wait, we fa- we FaceTimed. Face- How do you not remember this? Oh, that, so Jana came over to my house. I had kind of a, a interesting week at work, but it was before it got real interesting. <laughs> um, Jana and I decided to go and walk my dog and drink wine. And is that where our one can of rosé that we were going to share turned rose. into two bottles in a can of rosé? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, and that was a good can of rosé. By that the way, that was a good they can of rosé. They sell it at Trader Joe's too. Huh. Nice. I bought this particular one at, uh, I think it was Whole Foods, and I bought it for you when you were watching Miss Opal. Oh yeah, while thanks. I was at the wedding, but so. I had all kinds of mini liquor in my refrigerator. Nice. Which I realized is great, but it's also maybe leads to more drinking <laughs> than normal. We did FaceTime you. We FaceTimed yep. Farzad after almost, I think Jana and I took down pretty much a bottle between us. I think that's what you guys said. It yeah. was a bottle and then we opened the Each. champs. Yeah. Each. Each. Okay, thanks. That sounds more right. I woke up feeling a little rough the next morning. Yeah, I was a little later to work than I would have liked to have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My hair was in a bun the next day, for sure. <laughs> oh, dear. Hashtag hangover girl telltale signs. Hashtag too long of a hashtag. Curly, frizzy, back of neck <laughs> hair. That happens. Yeah, that happens. happens. Welcome happens. to being a girl. So being a lady. So how, but so how was your time in Albuquerque itself? Did you have a good time? Or um, so actually, you know, I was in Los Alamos. Los so, Alamos. Um, that was a fun experience going to a nationally secured lab and having to show a badge and everything. Um, but it was okay. It was good. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, Did you get to meet with aliens? No, that's at Area Fifty One, which is I, in Nevada. No, Area Fifty One is in Nevada. Is it in Nevada? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was in New Mexico. Nope. It's in area. Wait, it's, where's it's, Roswell? Roswell's Roswell in is New in, Mexico. Roswell is in New Mexico. That's in the south of the state. I was in the north. But what area is that? What, Roswell? Yeah, isn't that Area 51? No. Don't aliens just all go to the same spot? I mean, it's between like Nevada and New Mexico, I'm sure that's a real hot spot. Listen, they're both deserts. That's It's great for aliens. Aliens yeah. love the hot weather. So that's what, like, that's what you actually do. It was hunt aliens. Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally what I do. Actually, it was kind of funny driving through the interstate. They have like cow symbols because apparently cows just wander on the freeway. And then somebody had stuck like UFO stickers right above the cow. Yeah, because those aliens are going to zap them up so they don't get run over. They're hungry too. They're Mm -hmm. thoughtful as well. They are. Thoughtful and hungry. I'm going to save you to eat you. (laughs) So then Friday I was in a... uh, So Friday was my sort of like travel day off, I guess. So I went to... I, I, like a lot of people have told me to go to Taos, New Mexico. Hey, I'm one of those people. She is. I had not heard of Taos. I did not know what yeah, it was. I don't know what Taos is. Oh, it's um artsy schmartsy, pretty little square with, uh, well, F can describe it. So it, it, I actually read up a little bit about it in like the early 19th, it, late 19th century, early 20th century. A bunch of artists got together and they created the Taos Art Collective. Okay. And they just like created an art community there. And they just like have... Art, art is a huge thing down there. Yeah, it's all that sure. southwestern art. Like it's a, yeah, it's all paintings southwestern. Paintings and jewelry and um, what's that stone that comes out? A lot of turquoise, turquoise. jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's also like apparently Georgia. A lot o- of man wearing rings. Oh, yeah. Georgia O'Keeffe will like spend some, time, spend some time down there and she has a museum. I didn't get a chance to see it. I really wanted to. but Nice. Um, yeah, a lot of the museums were closed and there were a lot of galleries. I'm not really much of a fan of tourist traps and it seemed like that was really more of the case. You shut your face. 
peanut gallery. Um, and peanut uh, gallery is is Farzad actually a fan of uh, the the tourist traps? I'm not. Oh, he I is. Think, can we just say something? His eyes say yes. The ABBA Museum. No, wait. Okay. The ABBA Museum. That is that is a whole other story. Thank you, thank you, Joseph, for chiming in. <laughs> I got Such a high a five for strong jumping on that type. ABBA train. Listen, ABBA is a classic, and you can't you can't you can't talk shit look about at, ABBA. Look it, but you I can would... admit sometimes that the kitchen <laughs> things are worth a visiting. I agree, and I enjoy my magnet that I received from the ABBA Museum when F and Joseph went. Yeah. But I do understand not being like, wanting to immerse yourself as if you were part of the. Well, so you, like the, ta- the, the thing is, like, you got to walk in like these galleries like, oh, would you like to buy a painting? Oh, would you like to buy some jewelry? Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily a tourist trap. Like, that's just what people go to Taos for. I mm-hmm. also feel like Farzad is lacking in the man jewelry. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind uh, a pinky ring. Oh, pinky oh. ring. We need let's go pinky ring shopping because oh, I lost God. my last one that said gin and I'm real upset about it. Oh dear. So yeah, but so then um, right up just north of Taos is uh, the Taos Pueblo, which apparently is a Native American reservation. And so it was kind of weird. So like I, I in my research of Taos, my five minutes of research of Taos, I found this out. And recommendation like, from Jana. I in did, real time. I that was before I, I researched it before you told me, Jana. Sorry, hate to burst your bubble. Um, Jana was actually uh, following my trip and kept telling me, hey, why aren't you on a FaceTime? I want to see everything that you're showing me. I don't care if you're on at dinner right now. Mm, by the way, can we just address the creepy following that you guys do? It's really fucking creepy. It's fine. Don't no, worry about it. It's real creepy. Let's just clarify what we're talking about. So... Um, when F and I became friends, he suggested that we have our location finders turned on. So Apple on Apple products, there's this feature called Find My Friends, and you can easily find your friends. Yeah, that's what it is. Fucking stalk my friends. So what? It's a little creepy. It's not that bad. If I wanted to let you know where I was, I'd drop you a pin. Well, exactly. That's the same thing. You're just I, constantly I, dropping a pin. Yeah, I don't need to constantly drop a pin for anybody. And it's not like I'm like sitting there like, I wonder where Jenna is right now. Uh, but it's like... Didn't you show up where I was one time or ask what we were doing or how long we would be somewhere? I think that happened. Are you talking about the time that you were, you stole Joseph away from me? Yes. Nope, that was time number one. Time number two was when... Peanut Gallery? Are you two on Find My Friends together? He actually turned me on to it. Oh, so you're the, the culprit He's of the creepiness. But I don't know where Joseph is. I'm not on what? Find Joseph. Joseph, you've got a, you've got a dark... <laughs> Joseph really doesn't want to participate. You've got a lot of dark secrets. <laughs> um, no, that time, Lens, when we were walking, getting Opal from your mom. Oh, yeah. And huh. then F texted and was like, hey, how long are you at the beach chalet? Oh, yeah. That's, Just last week? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> what? It still creeps me out slightly. What? No, I it's think fine. it's just because I'm a more private person. Yeah, I'm not. Here's what matters, Linz. I don't have you on FMF. Yeah. I mean, I love you, but I feel like that would be taking it to an extreme. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so anyways, we go to the, I go to the Taos Pueblo, which is, uh, I believe, a Native American reservation. And it's kind of creepy because, like, I think people still do live there. And they give tours. And, like, it's a Pueblo. And so, like, there's, like, mud basically mud houses and whatnot which is really cool but like 
basically this Native American gentleman was giving all these white people like, this is my house. I live here. There's also a lot of Native Americans here. We all speak different languages because white people forced us to live together. Yeah, we had to, we had to condense. <laughs> we, kind of, we had to condense together. By the way, this is my house again. By the way, I'm sorry, and I will pay you back when I visit Grayton. Yeah. <laughs> so that was exactly. So it was like really creepy and like kind of and like all these white people are like, oh wow, this is really fascinating. I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. It's kind of depressing. It is. So I like. It's like, but it is really fascinating. I'm not saying that it's not creepy AF, but I'm just saying it is interesting and there's different architecture that maybe you wouldn't see elsewhere. Well, the architecture, I can but see, the tours are creepy. But the history and like, I would just, they're like, please donate in this bucket. Like, yeah. donate your amount of guilt and shame. Oh, come to my store. Come to my house that also doubles as a store that sells Navajo art. There are no Navajo here, but we have Navajo art. We have Navajo art because that's what you just classified us as. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Buy buy yourself some man turquoise. Yeah. It was very... Some murquoise. <laughs> murquoise. <laughs> Jeez. Although, you know who can really wear that is our new obsession, Nathaniel Radcliffe. And oh yeah honestly he's I he can wear that, anything or nothing love that album and loved it since it came out but that man can wear some turquoise sure he can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside lands 2016 so that was my that was my trip yeah then i drove down two hours to albuquerque oh and when i like, drove down to fly back home and on the drive down uh i was like oh i got some time to kill what can i do and then i re- realized that breaking bad <laughs> that was filmed in Albuquerque, and so that in Walter White's house, or as it, no, it is known in Google, Casa de Walter White. That's actually what it's. <laughs> That's awesome. I typed into Google like uh, Walter White's house, and it came up as Casa de Walter White. Was the pizza box still on the roof? No, dude. They had like I mean I don't know if you saw the picture I posted on Facebook, but like they legit like have a like a metal gate now because like they got tired of people like coming oh, and buzz, sure. buzzing the door to like see inside the house. And there's a sign in the front that says no trespassing, like violators will be like strictly prosecuted. Yeah, I'd probably be, I'd probably get a little annoyed after a while as yeah. well. But yeah, there was no pizza boxes, um, but it was, it was very, but the funny thing was like I showed up, there's no one there. I show up, I park my car and then two other like cars roll up to take pictures of Walter White's house. That's great. I, I did see your picture and then you went by the car wash too. And then I also stopped by the car wash. Nice. I was, yeah. And so then I also, I thought about going to Jesse Pinkman's house. In his apartment, but then I'm like, you know, that's kind of like it was. It was clear across cross town, so I was like, I'll just go to the airport. So I didn't do because that because you wanted to save yourself enough time this time to get through security. Listen, someone was giving me shit that I wasn't going to make it on time. It was me. It was me. I was looking out for him from afar. I know. I know that flights get delayed, but I would much rather sit in the airport and read my in style magazine and have a couple too many coffees than. Or vodka. Well, I actually, I actually ended up just hanging out at the bar and like doing my. Uh, I had a paper due at midnight, so okay. I just like submitted that. Yeah, I'm not really allowed to drink and fly anymore. That's a that's another whole podcast. Tell us topic. more. <laughs> Tell us more. I'm getting intrigued. Well, I, I drank a little too much red wine on an empty stomach flying to Vegas. Oh and no! Then decided, Did the barf bag have to come into play? Oh, I think there was a trash bag. And I also <laughs> was sitting right in the middle and this poor man on the, on the aisle. Um, I had not only offered him Gardettos, but I also told him to move the hell out of my way as I like 
jumped over him to get to the bathroom in which they had to ask me to leave at one point because they were getting ready to land and my poor friend elisa had to deal with my drunk ass oh no so i i tend to not drink and fly anymore that's fair i say that's fair yeah yeah for everybody is a i would like to fly the friendly skies and continue uh not be on the do not fly list yeah i would like to not be on the do not fly list yeah no, I was. I, I think I had. Uh, I had a martini, a gin martini, and two gin and gingers. Well, thank you for drinking gin martinis and not vodka martinis. Oh, I know. You know how I feel about that. We both know how we feel about that. There's yeah. someone who doesn't agree. I like vodka. Gin tastes like trees. That's the that's the best part. Mm-hmm. It's growing on me. I'm trying to train myself, y'all. I'm there's trying. Some, there's some gins that don't taste extremely plant or tree yeah. juniper-ish. No, there's plenty. Of, there's so many gins. It's delicious. Well, and depending on how much I've had to drink prior, I would even order a gin-based beverage. You have. You order. You like uh, You like your gimlets. But I always get them vodka. Well, I know, because you're a weirdo. So so would you say that the, the conference was worth it to go to and that you got to meet all the aliens you needed to? I did. I did. Actually, it was... It was shake some hands. It was... Uh, for the nerds of the audience, it was about quantum computing. Um... So I learned a little bit about that, but you don't have to. I won't go into details about how it works or what it is. So we all thank you from the non-nerd section. So this all kind of got started because we were wanting to hear about your story, but then also the tales of um, of apps gone wrong and technology yeah. got wrong, gone wrong or right or right. But I think I think we definitely rely so heavily on technology and and, and especially being in San Francisco is so, with it being such a hotbed of apps and things that are supposed to make your life just well, easier. I mean, let's, let's be honest, Jenna and I. The only reason Jenna and I met was because of an app. It's true because of and two apps. And now I have both you and Joseph in my life because of that. That's so true. thank you. So thank apps you, can Tinder. go very right. So, so Jana, do you have any technology disasters? Yeah, technology disasters or triumphs. I guess meeting you via app. I'm a disaster. I don't know if it's a disaster or a triumph or a triaster. Is that kind or loving? Um, yeah, it was like kind of medium. It was medium. Um, no, I don't really have any. Um, my only ones come from dating apps, and then. Mean texts because of dating apps or not mean texts. Well, that's a disaster with text. technology. Yeah. Is it? A, I don't know if it's like a human disaster or a technology disaster. I think technology, if, if we're going to get into the dating and the and the faceless communication that we have, technology. I think that allows you to be much more of an asshole and much more. Um, totally agreed. Mm-hmm. Totally agreed. So, Lens and I both had to break up with dating partners this week um and we did so via technology which in my case isn't very very often (laughs) i'm Um, usually the one that gets broken i'm usually the rejectee really yeah for sure i don't know what i am i think i cut it off or i don't i'm halfsies but anyway so i'm usually the one that breaks the hearts i'm a heartbreaker yeah, when you out. talk in that voice, I just really want to roll my eyes. <laughs> I'm a heartbreaker, love breaker, love breaker, love breaker. Y'all sound oh, like shit. me singing, not knowing the words. It is hard. Do you see what I have to live with every day yeah, of my but life? Yeah, Jana, this is for every song for you. I think that's not true. Love taker. 
Love Taker, yeah. I know I some Dixie chicks. <laughs> Circa 1994. <laughs> All right, wide anyway, open spaces. <laughs> that's my shower song. Um, anyway, so Lindsay and I had to call it off with a couple of dudes. And it was interesting because... And um, I don't have to call it off with chicks? Did you have to call it off this with week? chicks this week? Oh, not we, this oh, week. Not this... Well... You can... Well, let's... Not this week, but in general, yes, I have. Okay, well, let's open up the conversation to Jana. What what was your what was your breakup story? So my breakup story was I, I had mentioned this guy I think on last week's podcast we'd gone out a few times and I was massive dick and I wasn't really feeling it but I was like oh I'll give it another go. Well, I mean you were definitely feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are the worst. You can feel my face burning. <laughs> We got a little snorter you over here. You got a snort out of that one. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'd gone out a few times. I wasn't really feeling it. I wanted to... No, no, you felt stop. it. Stop. <laughs> you can only say the same joke once or twice. Um, and I thought I was done. And then I was like, am I done? I'll give it one more go. So I gave it one more go. And then I decided, yeah, faux show. I'm done. Um... So I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, I wasn't going to ghost the guy, but I just wasn't really going to. I didn't feel. I mean, it was you four gonna, dates. You, you like, were not going to like. Uh, you weren't going to engage. Right. Unless right, he did it. first. Like, I don't feel like it's a. We've been on four dates. Let me call you and break up with you for four dates. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think ridiculous. that's a little dramatic. That's dramatic. It's like, dramatic. I was totally chill about the whole thing the whole time. And like, um, anyway, so he ended up texting me, which he had been doing. Um asking how my week was going which always leads into are we going out this weekend and the answer was no so i just sent him a very nice text i thought and i was just like hey you are a really nice guy you know i think you're interesting but i'm just really not feeling what i want to after four dates so not really into it anymore i'm paraphrasing i, I was a little bit nicer in the text but um so i sent that on and i in reply i got an are you sure? Exclamation point, question mark. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I sent that message. I am sure. I just thought that was a really weird response. Um, That's actually pretty tame considering. Yeah. No, it was tame. It, it was tame. And he's a very nice guy and, you know, like a classy gent. I don't think I've ever seen the are you sure response but it yeah. was just it was just weird because i'm like i'm telling you i'm telling you this so yes i am sure it's in writing so equally more sure that it makes i sense, think he was just are you, may have another chance is yeah. probably what he was probably trying to say and didn't effectively say it yeah so i don't know so he asked if i was sure and then he said that like he i forget what he said exactly but it was like he hadn't put it all out there. He had been holding back. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Are you holding back your personality? Are you holding back in bed? Like, I don't holding know. Holding back his dick? No. That's beyond. I don't think I don't that think was. I don't think that was it. Yeah, I don't think that was the case. Um, so, <laughs> so, Y'all are the worst. Um, so I was a little unclear, but it was just kind of, it was kind of awkward. And I felt bad because, again, he was nice and there was nothing wrong with him. He just wasn't right for me. Um, but that was kind of my breakup story this week, all made possible by texting, um, which is good because I feel like I would not have been able to be like, dude, no, I'm just not feeling it like over phone or in real life because then it's a little real, which I think tech helps us out with. Totally. 
makes it a little less real. But I also, but, and in the flip side, I think it makes things less personal and people think that they can respond to you or treat you a certain way because they don't have to see you and they don't have to necessarily take full responsibility for what they're saying. There's a lack of responsibility when you're, when you're interacting via text or chat or Tinder, people say things that they probably would not say to a woman who was sitting like, you know, two feet from them at a bar. Oh, like the time after a date when I didn't want to go home with the guy because he was gross. And he said later that he texted me and was like, after our date, I went out, I fucked this girl and she was really thin and really young and da 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 da. Like that's another example of like a terrible human made possible via technology. Via technology. who would say that? And I, that doesn't feel good to hear. I mean, I, I clearly I, did I not really, want to go home with him. I really hope that happened for this person because I, I definitely remember seeing a picture of him and I think it was, like, it was maybe happening you, man. in the imagination. Yeah. It was like, you do you, dude, because from a, from maybe a he got the herpes. From a woman's perspective, though, when you put the when you put out that rejection or you reject a man, you, I'm always feeling like there's this, it's one second away from somebody calling me fat or ugly or exactly. um, just not, not respecting so, my feelings. Right. From, I'm not trying to play the nice guy card here, but I, th- that does not make sense to me. Like if I was younger, I, I can see myself doing that. But like, that was when I was younger and I was stupid. But like then I'm like you know what but what's the point like you're just putting him down because you feel bad like what the fucking point is yeah like, no like you're also maybe you're you're obviously somebody who has self awareness and you're more mature but from a, from our perspective and from my experiences if I've rejected a man even even just at a very you know introductory level on Tinder. It, or okay cupid for that matter i think that one was definitely where i got a lot of creepier messages do you think it's mainly because of like the peter pan syndrome like do you think that's like the in, like is that the inspiration behind it no I, I just think that you you stepped on something so fragile like you you definitely like hit a nerve and touch their ego and 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 knock them down a peg yeah and so that they they feel like they can talk to you that way because then it's like building them up like, well, you're not physically perfect or you don't have this job or like whatever. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm like whenever I call it off with a guy, even if we've only gone out on a date or two, I'm always like, oh, are they going to like insult me because of X, Y or Z? Yeah. And it's it, it, for me, it all leads back to their ego. It's, mm. you know, you you hit a nerve, you you knock them down a peg so to speak or so they're going for like the cheap hit their shot ego so they're gonna they're gonna go for the cheap shot exactly jana hmm. interesting i you know I, I, that's not i can't understand that because that's just it's more effort to be mean than it is to just like accept it and just move on i i yeah i mean i think people just act out of fear and insecurity especially with these dating apps so because okay. they make it so easy too they make it easy and you're faceless Yep. You know, maybe you've never even met this person and they think well, they can say something completely disgusting or foul to you. Well, there's, yeah, there's that disposability factor where, like, because you are, like, on this dating app, like, you're basically disposable. Well, there's another one who might take you up on whatever right. offer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But on the flip side, I was seeing somebody and I decided not to continue it. Um, 
just out of sheer intensity levels he was extremely intense and i may have hinted that he still likes dave matthews band in last oh dave matthews guy yeah so i had to cut it off with dave matthews guy um aside from liking that band still uh he was definitely a little too intense for me and and just i i like Jan, I wasn't, I just was not feeling it. And in the meantime, I had met somebody else. So I, I wanted to explore that without complications and just phrased it that way. Um, because I was honest with them from the get go that I was dating multiple people and I still am interested in that. But, or, you know, now I'm, now I'm not necessarily. And he was completely loving and kind and, um, couldn't have been nicer. Probably very much like a Farzad response. Aww, maybe because you like you Dave Matthews. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Do you like Dave Matthews? I hate Dave Matthews. Oh, I don't hate Dave Matthews. I, I don't, have... and I don't mean to. I don't hate him. I I feel like Crash was a, a was a decent album, but circa nineteen ninety four, ninety eight. Well, eighty seven. Yeah. I mean, the man's passionate about something, but it, when it's not right, it's not right. It just and wasn't right, and I yeah. I I think he felt that too. I think that part of it was that I didn't necessarily I think that he knew that there was something else going on and I wasn't really interested because I didn't respond right. to him as quickly or well, I mean that that's what happened uh, that that's what happened to me a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned this on the podcast previously, but like there was a there was a girl that I was seeing and she was perfectly sweet, very physically attractive. I really liked her, but just when it was like we were talking about music or whatever, like we just had such different tastes and like it was uh, in, she was also, uh, I guess, unemployed. She just quit her job without, like, a backup plan, which is kind of like living off savings. Which My I asshole just got so tight. Right. And I'm yeah. like, that's a little, that's a little weird. And then, like, so she had no plan and, but a sweetheart, complete sweetheart. Was and, she no plan and even thinking, like, I'm going to change careers or career paths? Just, like, I'll figure it out. Which, I mean, that that's bold. That is bold. But, but that's not every personality. Right. It's not I, my personality. I definitely think it about it. Me it's out more of her. a dream, but then it stresses me out. Yeah. So then, I mean, but com- complete sweetheart. But like, yeah, we went on like a few dates, and um, we all we got like, pr- but like we didn't. And like, I just texted. Her, I was like, listen, I mean, and we. This is when we had a conversation about like how like guys here have Peter Pan syndrome, and they are, they have like other. And she was the one who told me she's like, yeah, I've had guys be like, no, it's okay. I've got it's okay. You don't want to see me anymore. I've got like three other girls lined up, so don't worry about it. Again, the ego. Like, yeah. why even say that? Right. Just move on. Or like yep. they wouldn't even commit. They'd be like, oh, well, I'm seeing this other person that I kind of like. And like, I don't really like, can we like have an open relationship kind of thing? Like, it's just like, uh, yeah. So we had this conversation on our first date. I'm like, yeah, that I, and like, then I was like, you know what? I can't even like, like, it's not even fair. Like we, we talked about this and then I'm like, you know, uh, so I like straight up told her like, listen, we talked about this. I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel like a good connection and I don't want to, you're a great person and I really enjoyed hanging out with you. We had a good time, but I don't see this going anything anywhere long term. And she's like, I really appreciate your honesty. I really enjoyed the time we had, and that was that. And now your BFFs. Nope. Do you stay friends with all your exes? There wasn't even an ex. That's the thing. Like, or or people dating you've partners. Dated. Dating, dating partners. partners. Uh, some. Jana being one of them. Yeah. Um, I want to say, Jana's actually maybe the last. No, that's not true. Um, maybe there's one or two. Yeah. But, I I used to think you could stay friends, but here or there for the most part I just it, it's very case by case basis, but 
as I've gotten older, I just say, see ya, because I don't need you around. Right, yeah. And it's not like I need, like, it's, yeah, it's just like you don't really need that. You weren't really friends before. Why would you stay friends after? Right, exactly. Yeah. Jana, do you have anything to say about that? No, I mean, F is the only person that I've dated that I'm friends with. Being friends with. So. I'm like your Jerry Seinfeld. Hello. (laughs) I've I've definitely attempted to stay friends with exes and case in point on my birthday that backfired and you know because i think there's always still residual feelings especially Mm. have if you have such a connection right um that sometimes you do have to weed those people out of your life sometimes yeah i mean there's like i follow the six month rule like after you break up you don't talk for six months and after six months if you feel like you need to be if you feel like you you want to hit it up again then maybe um i've every time i violated that rule it's backfired really the horribly. The old back burner rule. The it's old not even, not even, back no, no, it's not. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's not a back burner thing. It's an FBR. It's not I've, a back burner hey, thing. Farzad, look at. I definitely. There's. <laughs> I've cycled through some men, and they've cycled sure. back around for sure. I definitely I, have not. I, I can say it's it never, never cycled. Yeah. Well, there's only like one time that it's like cycled back. Yeah. Uh, that's actually currently happening right now, and I don't know if I really want to. Uh, I was kind of a dick, uh, just like I think it was like not too long after my breakup, and uh, then uh, yeah, we started seeing each other, and I was kind of a dick towards her a little bit. I'm gonna, I fully admit that. Um, nice girl, but she's, but then like after like a year, like a year ago, uh, when I moved to the city, she stopped. She was kind of a diva about things. Like I would invite her out, and she would just flake on me last minute. So I just stopped talking to her. So and how were you a dick to her two years ago? Um, I said things like I didn't want to be in a relationship with someone that I met off Tinder. Um, oh, that's fucked up. That is really fucked up. That's not kind nor loving. That's, yeah. that's shit. hateful. This was back in the day where Tinder was still all about the booning. The booning. I Why you gotta be I a conformist? Don't know if I experienced that so much. Yeah, you guys nope. probably came on board after after like no, the girls had like ruined no. it. Two years ago, yeah. I knew about Tinder when you were a baby. Oh please. Yeah. So you were you told her that you um, didn't want to be in a relationship with somebody you met on Tinder, right? So you made her feel like shit. Made her feel like shit, and I Rude. fully admit that. I fully admit that, and I admitted it to her, and I apologized for it, and. Um, yeah, and then you were so you were still living in Berkeley at this point. Yeah, and okay. she was living in Concord. Okay, ooh, the Concord Pavilion. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she's, but so like after she flaked on me like three times in a row, I was just kind of like, I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with it. And then a few months ago, we started, we hit each other up on Snapchat. Like she sent me a snap, and I'm like, okay, are we talking again? Snapchat, the new Tinder. Yeah, really. bringing people together. Um. One Jana story at a time. Jana met her. Jana? Oh, that's that girl. So where does this Concord woman live now? Does she live in the city? She still owns her house in Concord and also now lives in uh, Pack Heights. She's actually going to be really excited that I'm talking to her, talking about her on this podcast. You better get on it. Eh, we'll see. Shout out to unnamed lady that I met. You were lovely. I liked your shirt. I did. Remember? You did. Yay, technology. Yay, technology. (laughs) Bringing us together and maybe delaying us a little bit in Farzad's case. Yes. Although I'm not going to necessarily blame 
Lyft or Uber or whatever you were using. Nope, fully. it's absolutely it's absolutely Lyft's fault. I think it's the I driver. Made it. The driver who shouldn't have rejected you, but I would you say that even with earlier. your special status, you should probably maybe give yourself some extra time, or I maybe gave myself some great change, amount of time. Change 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 the time on your phone so you have an extra. 10 nah. minutes nah, of I'm like good. farzad time listen i made it to la I, I made it i made my la flight in like 30 minutes it was 30 minutes before takeoff and i made it on time and i got on the plane you just you just love you like this game don't you it's great this is a terrible this game. is a terrible game it's a i hate great it game no it's I a need, great game i need my, to go get my latte i need to feel relaxed i need to get my cocktail i can and relax the on the other plane. one i, I need to scope out where the best <laughs> outlets are so i can plug in and maybe do some work cool. they're not comfortable if i'm at yeah. sfo i need my breakfast burrito you need about 20 minutes to make sure that wi-fi nah. works at nah. sfo gotta go to the bathroom three times to make sure you mm -hmm. don't have to get up mid-flight yep yep here's what you do you get there 30 minutes before your flight when they start yeah, pre -check. boarding. You pre-check. Well, it depends on how, what your priority is. My priority wasn't, wasn't that great. So you just... So knowing your priority is non-prioritized, this is just extra incentive to get there earlier. No, if my priority isn't that great, I show up as they're boarding, and I'm good. I show up right... I get to the gate right as I'm supposed to get on the plane. Mm -mm. Lindsay and I are shaking our heads. Clearly, we mm -mm. are going to have to agree to disagree on this one. And especially like when you're like leave the house when your flight's at six o'clock in the morning, you leave your house at five thirty, and the Uber driver gets you to the airport in thirteen minutes. That's awesome. I would I would love to have forty five minutes at the airport. I allow myself that. Nah, mm -hmm. you get through the yeah. and then you get and then and then you use your pre check. Even so, when if we up, ever decide to fly the friendliest guys together, when we go to New Orleans, Arzad, you are on your own, and I will make sure I'm at the airport. Yep. I'll be at the airport. When we go to Dali and then New Orleans. Yeah. Come December. I'll be at the airport. Trust New Orleans. me. New Orleans. New Orleans smells like poo. I don't want to go. You are missing out. Joseph's coming. Yeah, Joseph. We talked about come. it. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> doesn't remember the conversation I had with him in my head. We're going to have some beignets, Joseph. Yeah. Lots of bourbon. Alligator cheesecake. Get ready. Get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else we want to talk about before? Uh... No, I mean. I'm all set. I'm just drinking Joseph Champs. He didn't want it. He brushed his teeth. <laughs> the hateful looks I'm getting. <laughs> I'll just, but there's plenty more champagne. That's it. I'm going to go explore the Hate Street Fair today right outside my house. There's so much meat and cooking on the street. My room smells like a giant barbecue. Wait, they have meat and the hippies are cooking meat? Dude, it's not hippies. I know, that's a it's little weird. Like, yeah. No, there's so much meat on the grill. I smelled charcoal earlier. I smelled. Maybe Are you sure they're not cooking tofu? Yeah, it was meat. With meat flavoring? No, it was meat meat. Meat meat? Meat meat. There's not a, there was meat. meat meat out there. there was meat, a lot of meat. meat It made meat, me make meat. some iced tea. So, Janet, can you tell us where you can find us on the social medias? <laughs> yeah. On all the social medias. All the social medias. So, uh, we're on. Facebook at This SF Life, uh, Instagram, just posted some stuff yesterday at This yeah. SF Life podcast. Yep. Um, and we are on the Twitter as This SF Life as well, same as Facebook. And you can visit our website, thisslife.com. We're available for download and reminders to listen to us on Google and, I mean, yeah, Google Play and iTunes. Yeah, make sure you subscribe if you like us. And send us your questions or feedback. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Or topics to I talk about. I have a feeling about. we're going to hear back from certain someone. 
Well, we'd love to have her on. Yeah. Oh Can we have her on? Can we meet her? I have met her. She's so nice. I mean, you've met her. She's but so I nice. Feel like, oh, dear. I feel like we could I maybe all go Pandora's out. I Pandora's box. Y'all, it's Pride Month. Yeah. That means gentlemen. My gentlemen and ladies And and ladies, I'm sorry. Let's not forget the lesbian community. And transgender. And the Qs. Um, and the Bs. Let's just celebrate everybody LGBTQ, being good to each bros. other. Yes, but I was thinking, and sorry for my um, short-sightedness there, I was thinking specifically of my friend Simon, who has promised, if schedule permits, to be on the podcast next week um, and talk about Pride Month and um, all sorts of fun things. And he's the best, and he has a lovely accent, and I'm so cu- excited because he's what is so the, cute. what does Simon do? Simon is so lovely. He dances um, with a lot of drag queens and at a lot of different events um, in the Castro. And he is, I believe, on the board um, for Folsom Street. Awesome. We'd love to have him. Yeah. So yep. he does all the cool things. And I have a lot of just... questions about Pride, actually. Yeah. I would, well, like, I would I... like to, I would like a, I would like a, because I have my feelings about Pride. Like, I feel like it's been hijacked. But, so, uh, but I'm curious what he has to say. With all the corporate sponsors. Uh, corporate hire sponsors and the underage girls. I mean, well, this is a topic for next week yeah, when oh, yeah, Simon's also, here. That's what I mean. Simon is saying. so lovely. We uh, we went to the um, the, ca- the, yeah. the Academy Award show that they do the benefit for, and we we hung out with him all night. We were dressed up wearing tall heels. He's definitely lovely. So I know. He's the best. He has I've a been, I'm excited accent. to meet him. Yeah. We're excited to have him on. So, again, um, Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all the social media channels. Yep. And visit our website, thissslife.com. And we look forward to talking to y'all later. Have a great week. Adios. Bye.